Jerry! Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Eisen here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Domino Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. And welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawken. Joining me, Ank Alway, the only guy in wrestling with more heat than Matt Cardona, Charlie Butter. Is that why people throw shit at me when I'm walking down the street? Probably. Ah, makes sense. We got a guest. Why don't we go ahead and introduce our guest, Charlie? Well, let's just jump right to it. Uh, yeah, why, why, why not? We can do we can do all the other banner wonky con. Not this a problem. Is, this is true. This is true. So this week, uh, we have the other half of If You Catch My Grift, our good friend Austin. What's going on, man? Hey, it is so nice to, to finally, uh, you know eject dalton from the equation and just and really just shine on my own and not you know be brought down by that heavy southern draw and you know all that south georgia quote charm unquote i guess i don't know no thanks for having me you're a peacock you gotta fly man you gotta That's you it. gotta fly you gotta put those tail feathers up and you, and you won't buffer nearly as bad as the, as the peacock dream did last week <laughs> or dalton's internet connection i mean this is like <laughs> we got fiber here <laughs> what's going on guys uh you know it's uh it's been an er- interesting week <laughs> yeah say that again yeah, i had i had a lot of shit going on yesterday after we recorded this did you uh did, did you tell al snow my message i i did not talk to al snow at all okay Apparently nobody I, did because everybody I heard that went to it did not bother to say anything else. No, so no, I, I I did I did get next to Nova for most of the afternoon. Did he teach you any wrestling moves? You know, he's the master of like a, a lot of stuff. Like he he invented like so many moves. He did not teach me any wrestling move, but we did talk wrestling a little bit during flow period, and he actually did give me some advice. Oh, he he's pretty cool, dude. TV I talked to a little bit, not nearly as much. Did you talk to Stevie about playing uh, MLB? I did not actually. That would have been a good talking point, but no, I did not really. The only thing I really talked to Stevie about was how offended he still gets when people act if wrestling's real, or when people ask stupid questions because he's behind a table like he's an animal in a zoo or something. Interesting. No, beyond that, beyond that, didn't really talk to him too much at all. Like I was getting pretty much right next to Nova. He was the one I had most interaction with. Stevie looks great. I mean, like, Steve, I don't know if he, I, I assume he still jumps in a ring every once in a while, but he, man, he looks like a million dollars. He looks better than he did when he was wrestling. Uh, he owns his own gym. And I, from what I hear, he's a workout freak. Like he was apparently in the hotel gym at like three o'clock in the morning or something already. Oh. Yeah, he, he, did, he definitely did not let himself go. He, he's in, he's in great, great shape. And Nova actually doesn't look like he's in bad shape either. That's good. You never know. I mean, there's a ton of indies and, and there's, I mean, even TV companies. I mean, AEW will bring people in for a for a quick run in sometime from time to time. I mean, you just, you know, you stay in shape. You never know. It a, could be a payday. Yep. Exactly. AEW always brings in uh, ECW guys, so you never know. That's true, too. Yeah, they love bringing in the ECW vets, which I think is a lot of fun. So they announced the main event the, for the independent wrestling title at IWTV 100 for the 100th defense of the IWTV title. And uh, it's going to be Wheeler Yuta against Red Death, Daniel Garcia. So uh, what's the over-under? Do we think uh, there's going to be a new champion? 
I can, yeah, I kind of do. I think it, I think I I think I really think Yuta's going to AEW. You know, I mean, he's had a he's had a bunch of high profile matches. They put him on they put him on Dynamite against Darby. That's that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. and they got and him I, doing stuff with best friends. So I mean. Yeah. Like he's already factioned up, he's ready to go. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that they're gonna they just—they've been a little snake bit with that title lately too, IWTV. So let's, you know, I, I like long runs, I like long defenses. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, well we're assuming you, really you're gonna be there for 100, but I think you still have one more defense before then. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe he does have one coming up. Um, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find it, and I don't see it lifted up here. But well. No, no spoiler. Well, maybe a spoiler alert. He got a, he got a, he got called out in the show that we're going to review today. No idea if that's actually going to happen while he's still got the belt or between now and the, the 100 show. I'm trying to think who called him out because I feel like that might be the match that they're. It was, uh, well, I mean, I guess I'll give away the ending. You can edit this out if it's not Slade called him out at the end of what we're watching. Was that what I was thinking of? Yeah, I cannot find. I cannot find the date or the match for that. I've been looking. I know Beyond has a show coming up, so maybe that's that's the one I'm thinking of. Can we talk about the the, the show I ref last night, real quick? Absolutely. Yeah. So I got a uh, opportunity to work for Mega Championship Wrestling just outside of Cleveland last night. I uh, got a got a chance to work with Myron Reed for the first time. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we also had a main event last night. I didn't get to referee it, but I got to watch it. It was freaking great. Trey Miguel against Timmy Lou Retton. Nice. A couple of guys that we, we really enjoy watching here. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I do also want to say uh, the Duke was in, in the bat- opening Battle Royal and cut a promo, which was fucking great, as always. <laughs> but but uh, in the, this main event, they started off in the ring, they went out of the ring, and then where they were doing the show, it's like a sport park, and it's like a lot of uh, baseball fields and a softball tournament going. And they had some like bouncing house and stuff kept for the kids. So Timmy Loretton and Trey McGill fought through the crowd onto an inflatable slide, climbed all the way up to the inflatable slide and did, and did move like going down the inflatable slide. That's amazing. That was fucking great. That, that is, it's like moments like that. that I love wrestling that, that just, there's, you know, I mean, you can watch a hundred matches, but there could be, there's just like little things like that, that you're just like, Oh my God, I love this thing. And I know so many people I know don't understand what about this this you know the sport I love, but that's that stuff like that that just keeps me coming back. Yeah, so, yeah. So really fun, really fun time. And some really good matches on that card, and I have been told that I probably won't be there every show, but that I will be back. So I'm absolutely looking forward to that. Cool, that's awesome. Congrats. What's on IWTV? Okay, so Tuesday, July 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we have New South Action Clash 46, uh, followed by at 10 p.m. Eastern, Camp Lee Frog, Tag Camp, Grand Prix, Night One, and then Wednesday, July 28th at 10 p.m. Eastern, Camp Lee Frog, Tag Camp, Grand Prix, Night Two. Thursday, July 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Paradigm Pro, Gimme Some More. And Friday, July 30th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, AIW Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament. And if you want to hear all about uh, the picks for that tournament and everything going into it, uh, check out Wrestling Cheers. I will be on that this week uh, along with Jay Gold and Justin Summers, and we will be discussing the whole tournament, breaking it down, bracket by bracket, all that fun stuff. 
Saturday, July 31st, ECWA Women's Super 8, uh, which actually has some interesting talent on it, including Gabby Ortiz, Erica Lee, uh, Tina San Antonio, and several others. Plus, oh, this is one of the other matches. Uh, Wheeler Yuta versus Killian McMurphy is on that show. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, they're not. Killian's probably not taking the belt off of him. No. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, really, you next match would be on it with Matt Caster, but that's literally the night before, our, well, like three nights before the 100 show, and it's not building a title match. Go. Right. And then uh, Sunday, August 1st at 3 p.m. Eastern, Basket Brawl, and it's live. I, there's nothing, any more information on it other than it's taking place in New Jersey, and it's heels versus faces at a sawmill YMCA in Hamilton, New Jersey. So I don't know what that is. That'll be interesting. Uh, but that's all what's on IWTV this week. All right. Uh, well, I guess we could get into the, the main thing here. The main thing, the, the review this week's <laughs> review, I guess, right? The main event. I know you need somebody to come on and just go the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I got the, I got the cool little button, you know, I got, I got something, right? <laughs> The weekly review. Got some professional sound effects. Come on, now. yeah, I know that's good, but you can. I think you can work the main thing into that somehow. The main thing. <laughs> <laughs> the main doohickey. We just gave somebody in wrestling training their first gimmick. I think. It's- <laughs> and i have to say you have to pardon me if i accidentally lapse into a um a faux southern accent it's real because i am originally southern but i just recorded an episode and i for the first time quoted um people using a southern accent so it's kind of stuck with me today so just that's it's it's no slight to anybody that's my problem <laughs> <laughs> damn it dalton <laughs> damn, it's fucking dalton's fault <laughs> A review this week, Beyond Wrestling Masterclass, July 1st, 2021, from the White Eagle in Worcester, Massachusetts. Paul Crockett and Sidney Bacabella are your commentary team for the show. This show is a little bit over three hours and did not feel like that. I felt like this was actually pretty well paced throughout, so it should be fun. It was well paced, but it definitely felt the three hours. Yeah, I, I felt bad because I, I, I picked the show. I was like, oh, man, I didn't mean to pick a three-hour show because I don't – like over two and a half, and I'm, I my brain checks out. But I do think it, it worked well. I think, you know, it was it was a fun show. I love this show, by the way. I, I was so happy. I love this venue. I'm a big Beyond fan. I'm in the Northeast, so I figured I'd pick up a, a Northeast promotion. I, I just – I don't know. I, I, I love that it's a – venue with tall ceilings so much to the show that i i really dug have you been there before no it's on my list of places i need to go i mean i i I checked the the odeon off and this one will be one for sure because it's a whole lot closer than cleveland is to me how how far is it it's a couple of hours it's a it's a i think it's a two hour drive maybe yeah but it's it's yeah it's not too bad i haven't looked it up in a while because no shows were going on for a long time Right. I, I definitely want to, I really want to get in that venue. That's one that I, I, I really like. I, I just think it presents well. I mean, it looks like an Elks lounge, but I'm okay with that because, right. you know, like that's what wrestling is. Um, but it's nice to, I just, I don't know, for some reason, the low ceiling venues sometimes can really bother me. 
Because I'm just like, well, you about to you jump off the top rope, you're about to hit that ceiling. All right. And that always makes me, me worry. But and it's so I can't even tell you how happy I am the fans are back at like full capacity. And I don't know. Maybe that's not gonna last long. I don't know what's happening, but I'm just like seeing Rich Paladino in the middle of the ring just like beaming he looks like a million bucks number one he definitely looks like he's lost a bunch of weight he's you know i think he's been tweeting about it too and he's just happy to be there and the fans are were insane you would never know that it was as small a venue as it is by just the noise that the fans were making through the entire event they were so happy to be back Mm -hmm. and i love it it translated perfectly to iwtv let's go ahead and get into the show our opening match is masha klamovich versus jody threat before the match begins, Cam Kagani, who used to be their interview guy, now doing a heel manager role here, he's going to get ladies night at Club Cam, and the winner of this match will get it. Will get an invitation. Masha got booed, booed, booed when she came out, and then Cam showed up, <laughs> and and by the end of that match, Masha was getting cheered over Cam, which I thought was brilliant. I was like, this is how you get like a swarmy heel manager over. To the point that the, the heel in the match gets cheered at the end. <laughs> hey, and he's wearing the loud suit just to be that much more obnoxious. Like, I, I, I do love it. I do, too. I do, too. I, I love it. I think there's a... I mean, you know, I'd never name any names, and I probably couldn't think of any right now, but there's there's some there's some try-hard managers, and then there's some that just really, just really nail it. And you know it when you see it, and you're like, oh, God, this guy, he's, he's going to be great as an obnoxious heel. Okay, good. there's some good stuff in the match. Threat got a little bit of an opening early on. Hits like a almost like a tornado suplex, about the best thing I can call it for an early near fall. Yeah, really yeah. nice little move there. And I was surprised. I mean, Jody didn't have her skateboard. I'm like, that's her thing. I was, I was a little. I know it's a little nitpicky thing, but I was like, Jody Threat, you have a skateboard. Where's your skateboard? And they even talk about the skateboard, and I was like, where is it? Why is this happening? <laughs> But it was a fun match. It was quick. It's a good opener, you know, especially the the last segment. I think it really it's it's good to get that. I mean, that crowd was hot. You could have given them anything, but this was this was a fun match. And you know, the only the only peeve I've got, and this is this is so inside wrestling, is just when you, you take a pin, the pin, and you're and the person you're pinning is so close to the ropes. I just, it drives me bonkers, and I don't know why because I'm really not that picky. I'll watch anything. I'll have a good time at just about anything. But that's just one of those things that I'm like. Move them away from the ropes. But again, that's just like the wrestling nerd in me. Uh, they, I'll, I'll play this from a kayfabe standpoint as much as possible. If you think you've got the person hurt enough that they're not going that they're not going to get the rope no matter where they're at, then you're just going to go for the cover and not waste the time. That's true. No, and that's a good point. But I, yeah, no, I, I, I totally buy into that, and I can believe that. But I also think like maybe it's because there are so many false pins, you know, so many close twos. <laughs> it's just like. Get them away. Just get them as far away as you can. But nobody grabs the ropes anymore. You know, like you don't see that or puts their foot on the rope. It's always a kick out or a shoulder up. You know, there were definitely a, a lot of near falls in the latter portion of this matchup here. I think I had three or four that looked with like 2.9 counts. Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It was Masha Klamovich getting the win with a stuff pile driver, eight minutes and nine seconds. And then after the match, Masha turned down the invitation to club cam the hard way. I, oh, yeah. I, I would like to say I feel sorry for Cam, but no, I really don't. It <laughs> was a hell of a sleeper. That was a choke. That wasn't a sleeper. Better him than me. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Good call and opener, though. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Okay, go from there. We have Rhett, Tri- Ugh, Rhett Titus against Alec Price. Rhett Titus representing Ring of Honor in this matchup here. 
This is an interesting matchup here, because Alec Price is clearly the heel in this match. He's clearly playing the role of the heel in this match, but he's the hometown guy, well, the home promotion guy. He's getting cheered over the guy coming in from Ring of Honor. It's just a weird, it's a unique dynamic, and I love it. Yeah, I actually had a lot of fun with this. I Ring of Honor, I mean, there were a lot of Ring of Honor wrestlers on this card, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, But yeah, I mean, he, yeah, Alec Price came out. You know, I, I I sometimes feel like the middle finger thing is a little overplayed. You know, it's like it's GP, but like they were eating him up, and he was. I mean, he's he, God, he's quick and he's agile, and he's just he was all over that ring. It was great. Yeah, it definitely feels like Ring of Honor in their last round of uh, signing talent. Definitely cherry picked guys from the beyond because the, yeah, there's definitely a lot of like even just general talent that work to be on for all that time that are now signed so uh it's it's i mean kind of interesting to see them like even i like that some of them are even coming back with their roh gimmick and sticking to that which is interesting we'll get into that later but yeah uh it's kind of interesting um and and their roh belts and they're getting acknowledged as roh stars and and champions i think it's really cool I, i i like that roh is letting their talent do that i think they took a i think that's that's the way anything outside of the E is sort of moving where it's like, Hey, you know what? We can, we can share talent and actually improve our business, not hurt it. Right. I do like, uh, that price sold his knee, uh, when he like tried to do the double knee and, and, and injured it, he really sold the knee and like was hopping around and wasn't like putting a ton of weight on it. And like, he really did really well with like making it seem like that knee was hurt, which, a lot of guys just don't like they they'll like sell it hold it whatever for a little bit but then they're running on it and like doing stuff and he really just like even when he like hit uh the shining wizard and stuff like he he like didn't do it like normal so it was you could tell that it was still like hurting him when he like was trying to do certain stuff like he didn't put all the weight on it so i thought that was kind of unique and uh, i thought i thought that was awesome and i totally agree with you charlie i think that's yeah, that's such a that's such a cool thing. Sell it, make them really believe it. Yeah, it's one of those like things like I when you know something's getting worked over the whole time, then all of a sudden like they hulk up at the end or whatever, and it's like it doesn't doesn't hurt anymore. It's like no, come on, like still sell it. Like even when you're doing the move, like if if it's not something too crazy, you can still like show that you're not putting as much weight on it while you're hitting something, make it look good. I don't know. It's it's something that. Not everybody has to do, but it's cool when it is done because it's like, okay, this is like somebody that kind of gets it a little bit more than other people. I don't know. Yeah, you're like a student of the game. Yeah. Like they, 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 they get it. They, they really, they studied it. They understand the. I mean, it gets this word gets overused in wrestling, but it's like that's that's part of the psychology that right. really works. And and I I I love it. I think it's great. I was really impressed with Price. I don't think I've ever seen him in a match before i may be wrong but i really don't think so so i didn't know what i was getting into and i was i walked out of that a big fan yeah i like prank a lot i tell you i've right tight is one of those guys that even when i followed ring of honor a lot more close than i do now i never really got into but he was really good here he had some really unique duplexes he had one spot he clean shot at prank into the ring and ended in a freaking northern light duplex i i I think I scared the dog. I popped so hard. That was beautiful. <laughs> and he looks like a million dollars. I mean, he was, he just, he, he looks great. He's yeah. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. I haven't seen Rhett wrestle in a while. I don't watch, I don't follow ring of honor that closely. I need to. And I actually feel like after this show, I really need to. 
um, to jump back in. Now that there's more fans, I couldn't do it without the fans. But yeah, no, it's it's it was it was a good showing on both of them. Like I'm not like a pretty man, but like Rhett Titus has like a great body, but his face just looks so old. Like his face looks like he's 65, and his body looks like he's 23. So I'm just like, when he took the mask off, I'm like, oh man, keep the mask on. Fuck, like let me pretend like that you look like some badass with that. Like as soon as he took it off, I'm like, dude, you look like you're so goddamn old and like weathered. I was like, your body looks amazing, but your face is just. I, I don't want to like shame somebody, but damn, like he has a badass mask. Leave the mask on. Like, so someone named Charlie Butters is now a Butterface, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm not a pretty man myself, so it's you are whatever. Man. Don't but... sell yourself short. Come on, listen. I've seen you in person. I kissed you on the cheek. We've we've done all through that. I don't, I don't you know, I don't but be it... kissing no toads. <laughs> But uh, well, I, just, I can finally I can finally tell my wife that Charlie Charlie and I don't have a bromance because you two guys now I'm cool. Oh, absolutely, God. bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> just don't tell Dalton. Dalton, don't listen to this. <laughs> edit, edit the part out. Edit, edit the part out. <laughs> or save it for later to use. Leverage. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I just, oh, he, the mask was so cool. I'm like, oh man, I was like, Rhett Titus. I was like, I think I remember him. And I was like, he has like long hair, right? And then he took the mask off and he had the long hair and he just looked really old. And I'm like, oh man, I was like, I thought he was like doing a new thing with the mask because the mask looked really cool. So it was a cool mask. It was a really cool mask. He's 33 for the record. So, <laughs> so I'm older than him and I still think he looks like he's 55. Because you don't hit those tanning beds. That's what'll do it. Or maybe just the natural sun. That's what my yeah. mom always says. She goes, I look young because I don't ever go out in the sun. And I was like, you look young because you do Botox. And <laughs> we know about that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she does not listen to podcasts. She doesn't know what a podcast is. So I'm safe here. This is my safe space. <laughs> It was a guy like Prank getting the win in 9.51. After the match, Titus, like he did before the match, offered the handshake. And once again, Prank go, nope, fuck you. And it gets a pop. It yeah. gets a huge pop. <laughs> yeah, the crowd was into this one. Okay. From there, we get Aaron Rourke against Teddy Good. And this one got up at the previous month's show when Rourke flipped over Good's merch table that had all the all the figures from the toy store, the collectible shop that he runs. I don't want to call it a toy store. There's more to it than that. We'll call it a collectible shop. So. I am a I'm a big Aaron Rourke fan. I I really like he was on the Uncharted Territories, you know, pre-COVID and and had a really good standing. I think he went through what school did he go through? Did he go through um Brian Myers? I don't know. He actually does not have a cage match profile. So I'm going to I'm going to try to look that try to look that up. I think he did. I think he went through um that school i think he's a he's one of the, you know, brian myers students he's I, i've really really enjoyed him uh i think he's a i don't know there's something about him i think he he just jaw jacks like crazy which i love and he's very arrogant and cocky he doesn't try to be a cool heel he's just a you know slime ball heel um and so i'm a big fan and i honestly i didn't see the last uh the last beyond show so i didn't know who teddy goods was but it was a fun match you know, Teddy Good, from what I understand, is a guy who's been a veteran of the business. He's been around a while. Just he hasn't worked much lately. Even kind of, it looks like you are correct, by the way, that Aaron Rourke is a uh, Creative Pro Academy guy, Brian Meyer guy. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, good from what I understand. It, yeah, I've wrestled, wrestled quite a bit, just not as much recently, trying to get that shop off the ground. But, I mean, this, this crowd knew who he was. They, they were certainly into him the whole way through. So Yeah, they hate Aaron Rourke, too. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. You put him with the despicable heel. But, like, I, the whole time I was thinking, like, I mean, I enjoyed – I really enjoyed the match. And I just kept thinking, I was like, how, you know, how brilliant. Like, I know there's there's pro wrestlers who talk about figs very prominent pro wrestlers to talk about figures but like what a concept that you actually own a toy store a collectible store and you're a wrestler you know like they're people are really going to go out of their way to see your store because they have the chance to see you as you know a, a pro wrestler i think it's cool and it was like from a from purely a business point of view i thought it was a lot of fun but the match itself was phenomenal i was i was really impressed with both guys immediately even going in being a fan of work i was like this is this was great yeah, but the crowd hated Rourke so much that, like, everything Rourke did, the crowd would start chanting weak. Like, it didn't matter what he fucking did. Every trick he did, weak! <laughs> Which is perfect. That's, a, yeah. that's the best reaction you can get. I mean, that, that, was, that was amazing. Yeah, I wasn't super interested in the match. Like, it flowed fine, whatever, but it wasn't anything special for me. Um, I did like the... Um, backpack stunner that goods did i thought that was a, a something we don't see very often that i think is a is a cool finish so and it was good getting the win with that backpack stunner in 847 and then we get my way coming over the pa system and mark mark sterling starts heading to the ring the crowd chanting where's jade cargill i popped for that <laughs> i did too that was amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah so we're gonna, we're gonna go pr- probably about a five or six minute promo over all the Short version, Sterling challenges Goods to a match. Goods accepts it for August the 5th, but Sterling says, oh, wait, it's not going to be with me. It's going to be with one of my clients. Doesn't name who the client is, and as of now, Beyond has not announced it either. So I guess they're going to, that's going to be a surprise night of the show, I'm guessing. In, in my notes, this is the moment that I, read, I just wrote, this crowd is insane. I mean, they were yelling over Sterling. They wouldn't let him get a word in. He kept trying to go, guys, guys, hang on, hang on. I got more. I got more to announce. I got more to announce. They didn't care. They just were so bonkers to be there watching wrestling, leaning up against the ring. I, I, I had fun with it. I thought it went a little long, but other than that. Yeah, I felt like this took forever. I uh, was on my phone, and then like I looked up, and it was still going on. And then like I did something, I looked back, and it was still going on. I'm like, oh my god, what is happening? Like this is not a good flow. This is taking way too long. Like just say your piece and go. Let's go. Yeah, it went way. It went way, way too long. But, but I guess yeah, if the crowd's going crazy, not letting them get a word in, that's why it could go a little bit longer. I I wasn't paying enough attention to really get that well, part just- of it. So I just felt like it took a super long time for him to like just challenge him. So. It's because they kept interrupting him. He yeah. like they really kept knocking Sterling off his game. I mean, they were yelling so loud. He just he had to keep he had to keep stopping because he couldn't talk over the crowd even with a mic. That was it was it was fun to see, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, let's just move on. This doesn't you know like this is this is the reason this card was over three hours, which you know again I think it's too long, but that's a personal thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we did finally get a chance to move on. We had some tag team action. And it was the former Team Tremendous of Danbury and Dutch taking on Faith and Nothing, Ricky Shane Page and Vincent Nothing. Uh, I say the former Team Tremendous just because at the beginning here, Dutch didn't really seem like he wanted to be there. Because we were t- kind of tied this in earlier, guys kind of taking the Ring of Honor persona and bringing it to the Indies. This was that example of it. Yeah. 
I thought it was done well too. I I, I really like. I know. I feel like I'm gushing over every match so far, but I really <laughs> had fun with this card. And it's not. It's not. I didn't know going in. I just. I when you know Charlie, you, you reached out. I was like, well, let's do this. It's a Beyond show. I haven't seen Beyond in a while. Let's 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 tune in. But this was fun. This was like. This is a great way to write. You know the former bill carr now dutch his story into the beyond universe right because and they don't treat you like an idiot they're like we know you know this used to be bill carr and now he's dutch because he's with ring of honor but we're gonna play that aspect up without making you you know feel stupid about it because we know you know exactly and look at and that came up on Twitter a week or so ago. What do you think about guy using the same gimmick in multiple promotions, same character development, multiple promotion? And my take was kind of if you're using something in like a smaller promotion, at, like trying it out, and you but you don't use in a bigger promotion, that's fine. But I think if you're once you're on TV, you'll kind of have to bring that persona onto the indie if you're going to do it. Um, Nick was that best example of it. Vince has been brainwashing this guy in Ring of Honor, so he's going to bring that persona here. And you get the little bit here and there where the old Bill Carr is going to come out. And then by the end of the match, you, you've almost got him. And then right at the end, you lose it. Yep. I No, I I, I think, Jared, to, to, to go off of that, I, I feel like one of the times that someone didn't do that was um, Jake something with his character in Impact, who I now can't remember his name. Are they, um, uh, he was, yeah, he was. One of the Deaners. He was Cody Deaner. Cody Deaner. Cousin, his I think cousin, yeah. Um, and he was, he was two separate characters depending on the promotion. And I was just like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, maybe I'm the rare fan, but I, and you guys do too. You watch enough where you're like, okay, so he's this, you know, weirdo redneck and impact, but then he's Jake something everywhere else. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I, maybe you don't always get the choice. Maybe impact owns the gimmick and you can't use it outside of impact. I mean, like there's all kinds of reasons that that might happen, but I, I much prefer this way where it's like, hey, you carry your gimmick wherever you go and you're that character regardless of the promotion. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that, that, and that goes back to you talking about how they're not insulting your intelligence. They know you know who the guy is. And here's how we can tie everything in together. And the quote, one thing, I'm going to, people give me heat for even mentioning the name, but Jim Cornette talked about this before when he was booking OVW when they were WWE developmental. He pushing guys one way, all of a sudden they show up on WWE TV, it's something completely different. Now we've got to incorporate that into OVW and have it make sense. Yep. How do you do that? Listen, nobody said Jim Cornette was dumb. They just said he was an asshole. And that'll give me a lot of heat, but that's okay. Uh, well, he, a lot of people have got he dumb, and that, that's another matter entirely. I, I don't, I, yeah, well, I'm not going to go down that that path, but, uh, you know, he, he knows wrestling. He just, yeah, he got a lot of bad takes sometimes. Anyway, you can edit that out, Charlie. <laughs> nope, leaving it in. Sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is that like weird Venn diagram of IWTV fans and uh, Cornette fans, which is the like, four people. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we look we into all takes on this show. We don't always agree with all of them, but we look into them all. Please disagree. <laughs> You're yeah. more than welcome. Um, but the match itself, I, you know, I, I had fun with it. I I think this match went a little long. I have to be that. This is one that I was like, okay, let's do this. And I know it was based on storytelling because Dutch at first didn't want to get the tag in and get him in. But it's like once he was in, you should have. I think you should have probably gotten to it quicker. But I mean, that's just my opinion. Also, he came across as a 
total beast in a way that as Bill Carr, he never, ever did. I mean, like, Dutch is a monster. So it's like a totally different, it's not just a different gimmick. It's almost like a totally different person in the presentation, which I was like, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I feel like if they would have, uh, once he kind of got in and did some stuff, if they would have just, like, kept going from there, like, once that once it picked up, it was fine. But there was a lot of, like, stalling and it being kind of slow and kind of just... I don't know. I'd say that there's a good like five minutes, six minutes of it that was storytelling that just kind of like you knew where it was going and you're just like, oh my God, can we get there already? But I mean, that's the the smart fan and that's just be it, you know. It is. It's, it's the wrestling nerds. Yeah. It's like, come on, we got it. Okay. We know where this is going. We know the story. We'll fill, we'll fill in the blanks. You know? <laughs> it's, it's a little like, it's a little like comic books and, and they talk deep comic nerds and creators talk about the spaces between the panels and mm-hmm. they talk about, Hey, your, your imagination as the reader fills in what happens between the panels because it's not a movie. You're not filming every scene and you can't see everything. You jump from panel to panel to panel. And sometimes I feel that way about wrestling where it's like wrestling fans that have been around for a while can fill in the blanks. Like we can, we can, we can make leaps in our brains about stories and, and do it in a way that like, it's fine. You you don't have to include everything, right? You don't have to you don't have to walk us through by the hand. Like we, we'll figure it out. We're we're good at this. We watch this. We stick around. We you know clearly because you know we're we're fans of the product. Does right. that make any sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. It did in my head, and then I started running my mouth, and I was like, maybe that actually is a really bad comparison. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean you got to bring stuff up for the newer fan. Maybe somebody who's watching their first show, but you don't like to need to be to be to go over the head with it either. Kind of right. where you're going with right. it. Don't insult my intelligence, but um, Vincent, nothing. The dude is. I don't know if I've seen him in a very long time. I don't know if he's been out of the business or just been on shows that I haven't seen. He he been back recently. He was out of the business for a good eight to ten years. He just come back like the last like year ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was like doing MMA and stuff for a while and like was just completely out of wrestling. And then, like, he was still like training certain people. Like, obviously, you see how his body is. Like, he was doing nutrition and stuff. And uh, he started like wrestling for like IWA Mid South and like some promotions out in Indiana. And then, like, he started making his way here and beyond again. So, according to Cage Match, his last match was in 2011 at the JT Lightning Memorial Show that Buttercup and I were attended. And then he was not back in for another nine years until he started working at IWM at Palace or Kenshin Magic went. Wow. Well, I'm looking, I mean, hey, listen, I'm looking forward to a, a comeback tour if that's what's in the cards for him. Yeah, it feels like eventually he may uh, roll into the 440 fold um, if they want more people. I know they already got like, you know, just like so many people, but he's always been adjacent to it. He's always been Ricky's tag partner. So it kind of makes sense if they want to bring him in. But it seems like right now it's just, faith in nothing and beyond and like they're not really doing 440 stuff and beyond so and you know i yeah i i I thought this told a a good story i i i liked it i I enjoyed the story aspect that's what i that's what i got to say about this match okay what faith in nothing again the win in 1414 when dutch hankitate to save dan barry and after the match they look like they're gonna do the handshake and the hug and dutch turns on barry and that's the end of it team tremendous no more by the way, I just <laughs> want to say something about Dan Barry. I, I like Dan Barry. I've, I, you know, I enjoyed watching him. But that shirt, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, here comes the Trader Joe's employee. And, <laughs> and I don't know. Do you guys have Trader Joe's out there? 
There's one in Cleveland. Okay, but have you been? Uh, my grandma goes. I've never been. Okay, well, they all. So the uniform is like a tropical shirt. It's like a floral or some sort of like plant print. That that's that's the whole theme. So every time <laughs> I see Dan Barry, I'm like. Yo, man, he sold me that oat milk that I got, and it was like fucking slamming from Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Total non sequitur, but I just I had to share it because I mean, like he's you know he's got just regular little shorts and a Trader Joe's top on, and I love it, man. Do that, do you? Do Trader Joe's? Okay, go from there. The next four matching or so are all basically like one real long segment, and that to me that that's actually what makes the entire thing work. I think that it reminded me of that ECW episode that you, should, yeah. that you reviewed way back when, where like each match, everything tied in together. So it was really cool. Like the, the once the match was done, this segment tied into the next match, and it just it all just flowed really cool. This was actually really neat. And it made, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh man! I was like, Jayhawk, you got me to watch that ECW episode. I was like, it reminds me of that a hundred percent. The way that they did this, yeah, that that exactly the comparison I was going to make. As a matter of fact. The uh, Recklepalooka 97 episode, if those of you who might be wondering what we're talking about there. Used to be on the network. Don't think it's on the uh, Peacock one now, but. I think it is. I think they do have those up now. Do they have them up now? I might have to rejoin it then because I was uh, boycotting until uh, they put everything, all the old stuff back up because that's the only stuff I watch on there. Yeah, there's still some of the territory stuff that's not on there. Some of the call of team video stuff not on there yet. The Hidden Gem haven't been put back up yet, but the EQW. I leaked the hardcore TV stuff back up. I'm not sure about the TNN era. But at any rate, so Brogan Finley is coming to the ring, presumably for a match. And all of a sudden, the group of Richard Holiday, Alexander James, Logan Easton Larrow, and independent wrestling champion Weaver Yuta jump him in the aisle. A great line on commentary. Where's Rene Goulet when you need him? <laughs> for, the old, for the old school fans there. And then Chris Dickens can eventually make the cave and issue a challenge. On our next match, is Chris Dickinson against Alexander James. Now, Chris Dickinson was suspended at the last show, but somehow he's not only allowed to be in the building, but make his own match, which at least commentary called out. But like, still, there's like no explanation for that. It seems weird. Uh, you know, sometimes you just want to fight, and maybe the promoter's like, all right, I guess if he's going to do it, whatever. <laughs> I think he even made a point of it where he's like, I'm not suspended. And then they, they started wrestling. So very early in the match, Dickinson ends up on the floor and James spends like 30 seconds distracting the referee and none of the other heels that are at ringside are doing anything. Like Holiday gets like one boot in and this entire sequence, like if you're going to distract the referee, do something. Yeah. What I, I see, I, this, I like the full sequence of matches with the, the four matches that we're going to talk about, but I, this one was sloppy. It was a little all over the place. I was like, this is, I don't know, whatever reason this was, this was when I, I, I took a snack break. I think it was, I probably was on my phone for some of it. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it, the chemistry between these two guys gelled or stuff like what Jared was saying where, yeah, he was thrown outside and then none of the, the three heels on the outside that were teammates with the guy on the inside didn't attack. I was like, what? That's, that's strange. And there was a lot of rest holds. <laughs> like every time I looked, I was like watching, like it was just Alexander James' rest hold, rest hold, rest hold on Dickinson. Like some stuff would happen, then another rest hold. Uh, some stuff rest hold. Stuff rest hold. It's like. Holy shit, guys! Come on, and then yeah, comment, commentary did at least did at least try to cover for that a little bit. They said, "Well, Dickinson by making this match the way he did, he didn't get his normal training time in." But like they were trying to pack off why the match wasn't what it should have been. Because they knew who we knew. <laughs> they were watching the same thing we were watching. <laughs> Good on them, I guess. But still, like 
you're always in top shape when you're a wrestler. Like there's no training time for something like this. It's like, you can go like, he's like a new Japan. So like, he's always in and ready to go. Like he's the one that made the challenge. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, also, yeah, you, you think of it as just like a, a job thing, right? If I show up to my job one day and I just don't want to do my job, well, that's not going to fly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to prepare for the job today and really get out there and do it to my best ability. You know, I mean, to happen. be fair, I guess they were trying to kind of protect Alexander James. He is the new like young boy of the group. So like that was kind of put out there. And I mean, maybe that's why it was kind of more like he can't really get over on Dickinson because Dickinson's supposed to be all powerful for beyond or whatever. He's their, you know, their guy. So he's if, definitely their guy. So if you just, you know, rest, hold him a bunch and then like he, you get a sneaky win off of the young guy it keeps him not looking terrible, but he still had to lose to Dickinson. So it kind of protected him a little bit with the roll up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah and this, uh, and this is a weird finish here. Cause holiday goes up on even for the traction. Rogan Finley pulls him off the apron, and then LaRoe gets on the apron. Dickinson can change into him to get that roll up. So a bunch of interference, bunch, bunch, bunch of chicanery. And then from there, at, at, at post-match, at four on two, Tony Deppin runs out to cut the odds to four to three. This leads into Richard Holiday taking on Tony Deppin. And as soon as the match starts, Dickinson and Finley are nowhere to be seen, but all the heels are still at ringside. Who booked this? 100%. You are completely right. I kept thinking, why aren't the other guys out here like what what's going on i thought through this match i thought through the next ma- i thought through the the next three i was like wh- why you know this is insane to me yeah. and that's the biggest issue i have with this show is and, and especially with this game here because I, I love the entire sequence leading with the all the four matches leading into each other but like you just had the baby fake come out to come on even the odds and now they're gone and the heels are still there it makes no sense Right. Well, yeah, either the baby fake can stay out there, or or you kick everybody out, and it's one on one the entire way. Like do one or the other. You did neither. But the thing is, too, is it? It not only does it make the the baby faces look bad, but it also makes the heels look bad. That they that they've got this this numbers advantage, and they're still losing matches. You know, I mean, like there's no one out there to stop them from interfering and doing whatever they want in the match. But still, you know, the first two matches of the actually the yeah the first two matches they their team loses and they've got this numbers advantage and i'm just like this is so this is this is dumb you know i I really i thought there were a couple of moments and then i was like well maybe they're building it up for the fourth match and i don't want to get too far over my skis but i like maybe they're building it for the fourth match when everybody will come back out and there'll be like a big melee and that but when that didn't happen i was like why why even do this but i love Tony Deppen. I love oh, him so much. I mean, he is easily one of my maybe top five pro wrestlers that are currently working. I Everything he does. And I love the mustache. And yeah, I was so happy to see him there. The faces he makes reminds me of A-Cup from Orgasmo. So that's all I fucking see. 
and that's all I could think about is him just like cupping a fart and like throwing it in somebody's face. Like I, that's all I see when I when I see Deppin. I like Deppin, but that's all I see when I see him, and that's all I can think about every time I see him because he makes those fucking like mean faces, but they just looks like a cup, and I'm like, oh my god, why? <laughs> he is so, he's so sleazy and at first i mean I, I think i first encountered him as a heel and he was a sleaze ball heel and i was like i gotta hate this guy and then i was like wait but i love this guy because he made me hate him and that it just it's been a it's been a love affair ever since then one-sided very much so uh he's happily married has a child it's 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 fine um but yeah, no, I just he he's he's one of these guys that I just get really excited to see, regardless, which is part of the reason I really need to watch some more Ring of Honor now. Yeah, let's get Ring of Honor television champion, uh Kenny Bacabella with another great line. Holiday was trained by the best horseman, Paul Roma. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bacabella is becoming one of my favorite commentators. I mean, he'll throw stuff like that in. Like if you're a longtime fan, you get it. If you're a new fan, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? He he and Crockett have been really good for a long time, I feel like. I, I really enjoy their their combo. Um, yeah, but yeah, but as you said here, like this and yeah, this this group Luke is their first two matches of the evening. This is a brand new group too. Like this isn't like they've been dominating for six months, eight months, and they're finally showing some chinks in the armor. Like this is like the first time they've all four of them have been together. Yeah. And they and they lose their first two matches. I, I now granted you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna beat the Ring of Honor television champion. Like that's not gonna happen. Not without Ring of Honor approval. So I kinda get that one, but And you're not gonna beat Dickinson on a Beyond show. <laughs> but yeah. No, I, I my only thing is and I've had this issue with Richard Holiday before where I, I think he's I think he's a he's a good wrestler, but I don't always understand his gimmick. Like it, for a long time I was like, Oh, he's he's MJF's best friend that uses ear pods, which are not really that much of a status symbol. You know, <laughs> like I know I didn't that and I've still not he's there's something with him that hasn't clicked and it maybe it's just with me because I think that he's got a great look. I think he can really work. I think he's he's pretty good on the mic, but I just there's something about his gimmick that I'm like, I don't know. And I watch him in MLW, I've seen him in Beyond a ton. he's 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 the only one that I'm just like I think he's just missing like one or two things to make him click. Maybe it's just me though. Yeah. No. I, I don't know if it's the gimmick. I don't know if he's maybe just not showing enough personality, but there's definitely something that's not quite clicking. He's so close though. He's so close. Like his promos are good. Like when he does like his, his coffee, like calls people consumers and has like his coffee mug. And like, he talks about like his dad, his dad being a lawyer and suing like, Forum and stuff like that and like they did a lot of fun stuff in mlw like that made me enjoy him along with mjf and the other people in that group but like yeah by himself like in the ring he there's there is something missing his promos are good so i don't know yeah there's just maybe it's the charisma maybe there's just something small there that like just once he figures it out it'll click for everybody and he'll you know but he's he's still working on it i mean he does a lot of uh companies like i know he wrestles in texas and stuff like that so like he's he, he's around a bunch so you know eventually it'll click for him he'll figure it out he's still very young and, and listen i mean i am you know i, I don't want to come across shitting uh, as like shitting on anybody i want people to do well i want guys to do well i want them to be amazing and and the product that they release to be incredible so that's that's my only that's my only nitpick it's that it's not in any way it it's I don't want it to come across as too critical and nerdy because I mean I'm not a I'm not a wrestler I'm not jumping in that ring but I want to see him be 
incredible. I want to see him be amazing. I want to see all these guys be amazing and girls and, and NBs. And I, I want them all to be just the best that they can be because I think as a fan that makes the experience even better. So that's, that's, that's where that comes from. That's the place that I'm sort of throwing that out there from. Yeah. And this match is very good too. I'm like, maybe a little, maybe a little bit long, especially for it got on the card, but it's a good match for sure. Match ends with guys with both guys trading counter step and getting a uh, former victory roll in for the pin. Uh, you mentioned earlier about guys not really getting into the rope to break a pin anymore. We call that here though. Holiday hit it, hit moved the two thousand eight, and Deppen had to get the foot underneath the bottom rope to break the pin. He couldn't kick a, out because Deppen's a sneaky snake. <laughs> <laughs> this leads right into our next match, which ends up being Logan Ethan Larue. I'm going to call him Larue. I'm going to call him Larue. I heard it. I've heard it both ways. Uh, I apologize if I'm butchering it. Taking on Trisha Dora, and this is another this is another little fun little match. Call him blank. <laughs> I, I want to say Larue is the is the correct pronunciation, but I I've heard of Larue so many times, like I clip back into that. But I always say Larue. So. I say Larue too. Yeah, but this is a fun little match up here. They get yeah, they do some they do some trading back and forth. Uh, got a nice little uh, short pump kick from Larue early on in the match where he gains the advantage. That's short-lived, and he ends up taking a, like a hip tonk and some arm drag and go out of the ring. We got get get some dive from you know, from Larue here, which we didn't get a lot of dives on the show. It's actually kind of unusual for a Beyond show. I'm I'm glad you said that because I recommend I I recommend it. <laughs> I, I recognize that as well, and it made me happy. Where I was like, "There's not a ton of dives. Like it's it didn't happen in the what, like the first three four matches." And I was like, this is refreshing because I feel like um, so many indie shows, it's dive, 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 dive. Um, and I and I love, I, I, I don't love, not yet. We'll get there. But Trisha Dora, I think, has got a ton of upside. I think she's just like a star in the making. Yeah, oh, she's, she's one of my favorites to watch. I really enjoy her work. And uh, I hopefully, I want to see her live. Hopefully I get to see her live soon. Uh Cause I know like she's going to be in the um, women's division for ring of honor. So that's going to tie her up for a lot of time, but I think that she's going to really shine there. And I think that they're really smart by getting a hold of her now because she's going to be uh, one of the top women in the wrestling world in the next five years or so. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I think that's, yeah, she's, she's, she's a lot of fun to watch. She's, a, a, a killer athlete i yeah i'm very excited i think that should, the potential is just massive and on august 1st uh the life of will be about her on iwtv that's their next interview series or their like the true life series thing they're doing is with her so next sunday that'll premiere and i can't wait because i've loved all the ones they've done so far that that has literally been my favorite thing on iwtv lately is the life of i have so much i look forward to those i really enjoy watching them i yeah it's been it's been just a really smart idea i hope that it's got the viewership to keep it going uh, because i think it's 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 pretty incredible yeah it's uh one of the best things i think they've come up with uh, a similar idea i had was similar to like the ride along but you go for an entire weekend with like a group of wrestlers and and just film like the, you know them going from show to show. I think that would be a really fun experience too. 
Um, I keep pushing for that every time. Like they ask like what, what else we want to see on there? What other kind of content? I'd love to see something like that to see like, you know, four, four O going from Cleveland to New Jersey for H two O and like just the shit they get into. Like, it'd be so fun like to be able to, you know, cut that together for like a 30 minute episode or, you know, something, you know, 20 minute episode, just something fun, uh, to, yeah. to get out there and like, you know, do different one every, you know, couple weeks. Uh, it just could be really cool. I feel like that would be a really fun one or like, you know, plant somebody with them for, you know, a handful of shows a couple weekends in a row and then let you see like, you know, this weekend we got these this week, this is the second weekend. Here we go on this trip for this. And it could just be a lot of fun. I agree. I mean, I think that's the kind of fan service stuff that you need to do with a service like IWTV because you're, you know, I mean, the, the people that are subscribed to that service, to this service are in it a little bit deeper yeah. than your casual fan. And so that's the kind of content. God, I hate that word content, but that's the kind of content that, um, that really rewards your base, you know, your viewership, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, the suckers paying money for this stuff. Uh, like all of us gladly do. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I love this stuff. It's great. I just, I like the, the peek behind the curtain to kind of, you know, get to know the, the wrestler a little bit better. And I feel like that's one of the cool things about like how WWE had with the network was they'd have those documentaries and stuff like that. I love documentaries in general, but then when you give me something like with wrestling involved in a documentary, I'm all in on it. Like I absolutely loved, um, the wrestling road diaries series. Those were awesome to watch. And like, I could watch those anytime, just throw them on. And just even for background noise, there's just so much fun to the things that they did on there and just stuff that was talked about. And it just, it makes you feel like you understand certain things more. And I just, I really enjoy it. And I feel like there's so many cool things they could do. And hopefully, you know, they have the money to keep going with everything. Cause I really, uh, would love to, have those things happen in the future and and have those be a thing in the future because i think that that'd be really cool to be able to you know turn on iwtv not have to watch just wrestling you can watch you know a documentary on lee moriarty or you know whoever trisha dora uh you know edith surreal all that kind of stuff i'd love to be able to like go see like a whole documentary on somebody um up till you know a certain point or like a yearly one like the you know how they go from like this point this year all the way to the following year it'd be really cool like i i think that this is a stepping stone hopefully for much more uh with the wrestlers so hopefully they keep that up totally agree off my soapbox now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took a hard left turn on that one <laughs> all right go getting back to the match I like Andrew James to track the referee. Really, you're going to come off the top of the Mickle drop kick and that lead to LaRue getting the win in 11.25. And then we lead right into Willie Uta defending the Independent Wrestling Championship against Willow Nightingale, the 98th defense of the IWTV Championship. A commentary, uh, one for twice, called it Uta's 98th defense of the IWTV Championship. But <laughs> I noticed that, too. I was really confused. I was like, wait, no, that's not true. Unless he's done this every day since he's won the belts. He did, I, I, he did multiple I, I'm, I'm thumb wars every in, day. Yeah. I'm factoring that into it being about two hours into a show at this point, and they'd, and they'd go without intermission. So, yeah, just, yeah. Brain, yeah, brain kind of turning the mush a little bit at this stage of an event. But So the biggest pop I had was during this match, and it was during the entrance. When Willow Nightingale came out, and I knew 
I knew because I'd seen the match graphic, but I had forgotten because my brain is applesauce. And when she came out, I audibly yelped. I was so happy to see her. And I just, the, the, the affection that I have for Willow Nightingale is real. And I just, I was so happy. And this is the match that I sort of alluded to earlier where I was like, this is when I thought there was a point in this match when all of a sudden everybody was going to come from the, it's, I can't even call it a locker room, but from the back and back her up. And that's not what they did, which I thought was a little strange, but um, yeah, just, she came out and was like, I'm, I'm happy. Like I, she just makes me happy. I, I get happy watching her, her wrestle and I, and I for some reason that's been that's been happening for a long time but for some reason it's finally clicked this time yeah she's one of those ones again that you're gonna i mean i know she's had a look at on aew and stuff like that she's really really good i know that roh uh, is doing some stuff with her too uh she's i think she can, i think she can the roh tournament as well if i'm not mistaken yeah i believe so and she i mean she's I mean, again she's an awesome pickup for that she's one of the ones that can definitely connect with the crowd and she's uh she's just really good in the ring and i really enjoy watching her as well so i actually okay. thought she might beat yuda okay. for the belt i really i thought i was like this might be his last defense it might be his second defense that he goes i didn't know that the other defenses had been announced already but i really was like this could be it this could be the one and what a what a fun direction to take that belt yeah that would have been cool i was a little bummed at the end <laughs> okay so not only are trish door and willow nightingale both in the ring of honor women championship tournament but if they win their respective matches they would fake each other in the quarterfinal Oh, wow. Nice. And it Willow Nightingale against Alec and Kay and Trisha Dore against Marty Bell in the first round. Oof. That's yeah. A, that's a hell of a first round. Getting back to IWTV, though, we're pushing, we're pushing <laughs> the non-IWTV stuff a little bit too much, I think, right now. But <laughs> final, finally, early in this match, one of the referees finally go, you know what? The heel coming out here way too long. Get out of here at one-on-one. And they're pretty much, and, they, and commentary played it off, right? For everything they did throughout everything. This was the first time they got caught inside the ring. Yep. You'd have hit the drop kick earlier, but the referee didn't see it. This time, Alexander James can end the ring in full view of the referee. Okay, that's it. You guys are gone. It, that aspect of it did make sense. Again, were the other baby faces for the other three matches at this point, but the aspect of when they finally got kicked out made sense. Yeah, that was the that was the point when they were all the match. I would have you, you you had two ways to do it. You could have thrown them out, which is what they did, or you could have had all the the faces come out to you know the big melee break it up everybody gets thrown out which it, to me says hey maybe that was the better way to go that would have been a more exciting way to go but you don't know i mean people have to travel people have to get out of there who 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 the heck knows what was going on but it was nice to see him thrown out it's always a fun that's always a fun time yeah i feel like if they would have done that uh and had them all fight to the back and then it's like you know they're both down and then they get back up and then like she gets that hope spot and it, it, it would have really really sold that oh my god she might actually take it here and i think that they could have they could have played on that just a little bit more if they would have done that because like it wasn't just them getting thrown out and possibly you know running back in down the road there's like just no chance they're fighting to the back like it's just one-on-one -on -one, here we go and you know i think that would have just hyped the crowd even more but yeah whatever whatever it is i mean i thought this match was still really good when i saw that it was like 20 minutes long i'm like oh man i was like i wonder how you know like i i enjoy like the technical side of wrestling but sometimes it's just like i feel like you got that whole feeling out process that's going to take 
10 minutes and then you're going to get into like they're both worn out all of a sudden at that point and it's like you know going back and forth with strikes and i'm just like sometimes i just don't look forward to that and i was like i got sucked right into this match and was there for you know the majority of it so yeah 20 minutes is a long time for people watching on tv it's a long time for people in the crowd too but yeah, no, I had fun. I thought it was great. I was I was bummed at the end. I really was 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 pulling for Willow, and I guess that's what wrestling is. Yep, you know? it's yeah, good when you when you get me to be to feel something about a match. I think after you know being a jaded wrestling fan for as long as I've been a fan, it's like if you can still get an emotional reaction out of somebody, good, bad, or otherwise, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, wrestling for the most part is better when you actually care about who wins and Luca, and you can get emotionally invested. Yep, 100%. You can't take that too far. We won't go into that. But <laughs> but no, I, I, I enjoyed this match a great deal. Uh, every time I see Willow Nightingale, she impressed me more and more. Uh, she she did a three amigo spot where she ended with a fisherman duplex instead of a, instead of a vertical. And what I liked about this gig is she couldn't lock her hands on the pinfall, and that's what led to the kick out. Got a nice little touch there. Her Oklahoma Stampede looked good. She caught Wheelie Yuta with a pounce, followed by a cannonball, followed by a moon call. Bam, bam, bam. Got a near fall. Like, I really love some of her, some of her offense and some of the kicking she used here. Yeah, that three amigos spot was just chef's kiss. I was, I loved it. I was like, this is so good. In the end, it is Duncan up being Wheelie Yuta retaining the title with the UTAP. Just under 20 minutes. Really good stuff. The new faction in two and two on the night. I really feel like it should have been at least three and one with a really real flip up for the for the loss, but it is what it is. And then this leads into the next match as well. We have Matt McCalkey runs out, challenging all four of them. He doesn't care. I'll, I'll take on all four of you tonight. I don't care. And they're like, yeah, no, we've already worked. We're done. We're getting out of here. He almost steps on Willow's head. <laughs> it's like walking backwards. He came real close to stepping right on her forehead. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, don't step on her. <laughs> Yeah, this was it was weird. I really I really thought the 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 um Wheeler Willow match would have been the main event. I was like, really? That's not the main event? And it, it was there was this and then the main event. Yeah, the other two tacked on. Like I I was kind of done and I was out of it after that match. So th- these didn't really do much for me, and I don't really remember much from either of these next two matches. <laughs> All right. So the match we have now is Matt McKelkey taking on Victor Benjamin with Lady Frost in the corner. And this is, I don't know if this match is needed at this point of the show, but this is fun while last here. It's a little short eight minute matchup. Commentary putting over both men MMA backgrounds, and we basically get an old an old style pin crate match. It's a MMA fight in a wrestling ring, basically. And I think you actually said it wrong. It, it's a it's a uh, Lady Frost match with Victor Benjamin in the ring. <laughs> actually, how I how I wrote that down, but that's just a personal bias. And you know, you know, I've had enough weird takes, and maybe you will never have me on here again. But yeah, no, <laughs> big Lady Frost fan. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much to say about this one. I, I get it. Basically, an MMA fight inside a wrestling ring. It's a lot of commission move going on. They start doing a little bit more pro wrestling about six minutes in. It's the county getting a commission with the front guillotine in about eight minutes. And then after the match, we the Uta and his group come back out and they beat the crap out of Victor Benjamin instead of Mikowski for some reason. Which is weird because Mikowski is like the white meat baby face. I mean, like he's he's that's seems to be what his role is. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say Lady Frost was great here in that role of in that role of just stop hitting stop hurting him. It's over. Yeah, and kind of protecting him a little bit near near the end. 
but I kind of feel for, I kind of feel bad for her being in that role, but I feel like she's better than that role. Good as she was in it. She is. She's better. She could, she could go with any of those guys in Yuta's group. I mean, she could, she's, she's good. For she's sure. Good. We saw that in the uh, mass wrestler. I mean, she had a yeah. hell of a match in that. So, and then we go to our main event. It had no qualification played against Atticus Kogar. Referee Chris Levin put gloves on before the entrance can even start. He's like, they're going to bleed. I'm not even going to wait for it. <laughs> so, and, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, no, go ahead, Austin. I was going to say then I love uh, Slade's match graphic. Then he gets the, the, the separate graphic and it just came up and it said Slade and took up the whole screen, which I thought was a lot of fun. It makes him even more menacing than he is. And I would be doing a huge disservice if I didn't point out that Atticus Kogar is my podcast partner, his boo-boo, his wrestling boo-boo. He fucking loves Atticus Kogar. <laughs> I just loves them silver teeth, huh? He loves them silver teeth. He just loves that shiny ass smile. Um, and I think he might like the suspenders. I'm not sure. I don't think he'd ever actually freely admit to that, but Dalton, we all know. You're a suspender guy. Okay, so Attica Kogar gets a shotgun dropkick right at the bell. There's weapons in the ring less than a minute in. And they're fighting on the floor like two minutes in. Slade's already bleeding three minutes in. There's not a lot to say about this type of match. These guys are going to tend each other with a bunch of shit. And I, I, you know, I'm not a huge deathmatch guy. This didn't feel too, too extreme. So I was in for it. But yeah, it was, it was what it was. Put Slade over. He challenged you at the end. Look at the one time where we really got them kind of fighting through the crowd a little bit. They end up onto they end up onto the stage, uh, off the stage through a garbage can on the floor. Once they got back in, Slade gets the sleeper hole, rear naked choke, whatever you want to call it, gets the win. Call out Weta Yuta after the match, and I don't know if we're going to get that match or not. I don't have a date. I haven't seen a date listed for it. It's not at the next Beyond show. So it's also it again. I go back to I think that you know Wheeler versus Willow for me and my brain was the last match. You know, it just that was that was the one that came off of such a great sequence, and I understand why you you save a, a death match to the very end. Logistically, it happens, you know, but it just it felt like I was like ah, it just kind of felt tacked on, which is a shame because I'm a fan of both of these guys. I think uh, Koger and Slade are both phenomenal. Slade just is so scary looking, and they 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 really promote him in a way that's just that's perfect for his personality i don't know i i i I felt a little like hey maybe if you put this on earlier but i understand why you didn't also total weird note um my partner doesn't watch wrestling very often but when he does he hates chris levine he thinks he's the worst ref he's ever seen (laughs) i i don't know it's this irrational hatred so when i was watching this i was like hey look it's your favorite ref and he's like i fucking hate that guy and i don't know why there's no reason for it but you have an enemy in a non-wrestling fan that is my partner i'm sorry i think you do a great job i'm 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 a fan but he's just got it in his head that you're terrible and i does he look like somebody that wronged him in his life somewhere? Maybe, maybe he's not. He hasn't really, you know, extrapolated why he doesn't like Chris Levine, but he just goes. He calls him kid ref, and he doesn't like him, and that's all I know. <laughs> so I troll him every time that I see Chris on any promotion. I'm like, hey, it's your favorite rep. He's like, I don't like that guy. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Levine is a, is a very good referee, and he 
He worked a lot of places. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about the dude. Oh. I've never, I've never met him. I, I'm, I, I, I like the guy. I've seen him in a lot of, I've seen him live a bunch. I, I really, I enjoy his, his reffing. And so I don't know where that came from. It was just completely random. I was like, well, that's kind of <laughs> left field. <laughs> I feel like he's been called Kid Ref a couple of places too. I don't think your partner is actually wrong about that. No, but. he was at an MLW show. He was refing at a few years back. He, they were chanting "Baby Ref." Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's definitely in the it's in the canon. But I don't I don't know where that irrational um, dislike comes from. But Chris, if you're out there, if you're listening, I approve. So you've got a fifty fifty rating in this household. Like that means anything. All right, I think I think the anchor is going to be pretty obvious across the board, but thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Oh, thumbs up! I I love the show. I was so happy. I, I maybe it's I think there's there's part of it that it's like oh it's because the crowds are back and yeah that's a big part of it. But man, this was fun. I I really enjoyed this show. Oh, of course I'm going to go thumbs up. Um, we gave you know we watched uh, their series that they ran uh, earlier this year. Um, with their um, tag tournament and their singles uh, signature series. And uh, Beyond's always been really great. I really hope we get Uncharted Territory uh, back maybe early next year, something like that. Those were always really fun to uh, tune in on a Thursday and check them out when nothing else is really going on. Um, and being able to see local guys that you know we see every month that we love, uh, getting a shot on uh, something that's being watched by a ton of people. So... Yeah, I, I gotta agree. There, thumbs up all the way on this show. It, well, some questionable, some questionable booking that I don't think kills the show. But it just one one will think you when you've been watching long enough, you kind of pick up like this. Not gonna make any sense, but nothing, nothing that hurt the show in any way. I don't think. I, I'm strong thumbs up. All right, man. Uh, so, do you have any plugs, Austin? I just want to plug um, Dalton and I's little podcast. If you catch my grift, um, we're kind of on a right now. We're on a little bit of a mini um, evangelist faith healer uh, kick. But if you don't like that, just stay tuned. We got some big plans coming up, um, and you can catch that on any of the podcast platforms. I have nothing else to plug other than that. That's that's pretty much consumed my life, other than my actual job. <laughs> I think uh, eventually when I make my debut on there, we're going to talk about the Mormons again. So, oh, I'm very much looking forward to that. I have I have a story in mind, and I feel like it's uh, really cool and something fun to talk about with you guys. And um, I feel like I'm going to talk to you off air about it, and that way you can help fill in gaps with it when we go to do it. That way, because I don't know if I'm the greatest storyteller. I really enjoy your storytelling on there. So I kind of want it to be like a mix of both of us. So like that way, like, you know, we could do a little bit better research, figure things out, figure out how we want to present it, that kind of stuff. I'm super excited for it though. Uh, Cause we've kind of been talking about it here and there. So yeah, listen, I am totally game and I will be in your neck of the woods at the end of August. So maybe we, Oh, maybe we talk about really? It. Oh yeah. We got tickets to uh wrestle rager. I got, oh. I got a ticket for Dalton and I got a ticket for me. So my goodness, figure out how to get up there. Oh my goodness. Just, I am just, just, just prepare yourself. I am no, even fuck. more I gonna excited. I was going to skip. I was going to skip rager, but now I might have to figure something Come out. Come on, Jayhawk. I mean, we just got, we, we got the poor seats. We got GA, but that's everything's there. GA for it. Bring your oh, own chair. Everything's yard, GA. Right? Yeah, it's in like yeah. a parking lot. 
so everything's okay. ga bring your own chair and i recommend bringing a chair because the last time i went to rager i stood for the entire time and i was sore for like a week after um, good, so, good call out okay and I'll make sure you get that. like a sun hat something to to keep the the sun off your neck and your head because i was also cooked from the head to head to my shoulders so charlie man you give them the, the good tips the real tips yes the, sir the real life advice uh yeah, been so through we'll it be once there. so <laughs> i'm we'll so excited now i dalton mentioned it and i'm like ah is he are you guys is he gonna really make another trip and then i didn't know this is awesome i'm even more excited for that weekend yeah he I, I have to buy him tickets to stuff to get him to go out so like if i buy him the wrestling ticket he'll buy the plane ticket it's a beautiful system that we've got worked that's out. wonderful <laughs> and i can't wait to see you guys again uh Same. it'll be wonderful and he, he will be less nervous i guess he said he was nervous i thought he was fine but you know he was drunk he well you know <laughs> i mean he wasn't he wasn't the only one oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah it was a good night and i i, I will hopefully stick around um uh, for for maybe you know if if we do decide to hang out there for the after party whatever happens after i might be able to stick around a little bit later i know we got to go to norwalk the next day for old wrestling so uh, that's, the only, that, that's the only thing i'm thinking of the am i going to get away with taking the entire weekend off basically i don't yeah. think i'm gonna be able to but try it you never know because uh your best man I, I would love it uh t- to have you there for both and then the fact that uh with uh the old show because uh, dalton's actually kind of like trying to figure out if he wants to go to that too because effie's on there and there's a bunch of other people like their first time debuts at old it's gonna be a really fun show and i'd love for you guys to maybe be able to work that into if possible because it's it's in the afternoon so it should be done before the evening depending on how your drive is that kind of stuff i know you got to worry about that but it's a unique experience and it's one of like the, the funnest most unique wrestling shows in the world so well i'll be there that weekend i haven't figured out much beyond that but i'll be there okay and it's only about an hour go drive from cleveland not too far maybe a little over that even but. if we have to figure out like you know getting a, a party bus together of all of us and riding together i'm cool with it however we need yeah, to figure it out I'm, I'm down so me too all right uh jayhawk what are your plugs all right follow me on twitter at ref jayhawk instagram at jayhawk 1539 twitch twitch.tv forward slash ref jayhawk uh, my next wrestling booking act it stands now i'll be managing with rubber kitty wrestling august 14th for the art of war i'll be at the akron turner club in talmadge ohio six o'clock bell time all right and please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us and don't forget about our merch store over at whatamaneuver.net we do have hoodies in the store now along with a bunch of other merchandise available uh i did look into getting hats probably not going to be something we do right away uh if we do we're going to have to do pre-orders for them i don't know how that's going to work out just yet and i am working on getting some new designs so we have some new t-shirts and stuff like that because i'm gonna I think we're going to do a season the three and we're going to get like a new intro and a new design logo and that kind of stuff and kind of switch it up a little bit you know it's it's we're almost at 100 episodes i figure by 100 episodes maybe we'll switch it to uh new graphics and new fun stuff so okay do you remember when we did the old podcast and i and i bet we get to 100 episodes before brian laughed yes I think we're going to hit 110 episodes of this podcast before Brian Lack gets to 110 episodes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure once we hit 100 on this, that'll actually put us at over 200 episodes total doing a podcast together. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, good. Beat the brakes off of that motherfucker. 
I don't have a problem with Brian last. <laughs> I, I, I actually don't either, but I, I feel like he's like the morning zoo of wrestling podcasts. You guys do a much better job. Uh, but, I mean, he, he had the pleasure, I guess, of having to work with Cornette twice a week. I mean, that kind of hurt him in the eye from a lot of people, but you can other guy, you talk about old school wrestling with him. He, he's a good dude. No, I agree, but I, I, it's, it's a, it's the, the shock jock equivalent of, of wrestling podcasts. You guys, <laughs> yellow class act. I love it. I'm gonna bury him. I will go on that. <laughs> you Twitter the shit out of me, Austin. A go go, go go. Come on, talk to me about Brian last. I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. The views expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the IWTV guy. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> they, they, they may. I know. Butter is not necessarily a fan either, but yep. Listen, it's okay. We all got different feelings about different things. It's yeah. great. This is yeah. what this is what makes this whole wrestling spectrum beautiful. Listen to the Kitco Five Scooper podcast. There's like a lot of wrestling history <laughs> stuff on that. Get okay. out of here. Get out of here. Here's some podcasts He's, you can actually listen to. He didn't pay you. Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast. They just did an episode about uh, a really fun movie called Sleepaway Camp. Uh, and if you catch my grift. And check out our other friends, pwponderings.com, the Big Starks brand, Set Tab Photo, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and Kayfabe Collectibles. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. I still haven't updated the Instagram. I'm working on it. I'm just a lazy person right now. I'm, I'm adjusting to my new medication. Leave me alone. I'm using that as an excuse. It's not true at all. I'm actually fine, but I'm using it as an excuse. Talk to you next week, everyone. I never could believe the way you are. Every day I bless the day that you got through to me. Cause maybe I believe that you're a star. Everyone's a winner, baby, that's the truth. Yes, the truth. Maybe it's to you, it's such a thrill. Everyone's a winner, baby, that's no lie. That's no lie. I'm a